Hello, everyone. Thank you very much for coming by. This is Better Health and World, where we consume good food, living right in this crazy world, the human mind, everything that speaks to maximizing the human experience. I am Matthew Grogamo Jr. at Matthew J. Better, a health student and a writer credentialed in dissecting information, joined by a fellow health enthusiast and my co-host of the Better Fight cast. Joe Neubauer is at the MMA Historian. Gabrielle Shirley is at Gabby underscore T. And he went to sleep, but we're going to make fun of Sean Neubauer at MMA underscore Insomniac because his name is MMA underscore Insomniac and he went to bed. Mm-hmm. He was sick. He works different hours from us. That's part of why that's the beauty in him picking the name MMA underscore Insomniac. And it's even more beautiful because we can make fun of him when he goes to bed. I think we've been put in this situation plenty of times before. This is like deja vu. He is gone. The MMA narcoleptic is gone. (laughs) He was taking power naps on the couch, and I respect that. It's inspiring, because I'm going to take more power naps. Power naps are good. Good for Well, how long are they supposed to be again? Oh, about, I've read no longer than 25 minutes, like 20 to 25 minutes. What was he saying? 15? They're not supposed to be 17? He said 17. I have tried... Those are both pretty close. Yeah, I've I've tried 22 to 23 minutes. I think it's, like, perfect. What they do, basically, because taking a nap, if you sleep longer than that time, you start entering that phase of sleep that's, Mm. like, a deep sleep. It's more than a recharge, and it's being less. That, it make, basically, you you just kind of, you just make yourself more tired. Mm. You... Doing this, just it's right before you fall into that deep sleep, and it kind of just refreshes you, gives you. And I've done it, and it really works. I mean, sometimes I'll take like a couple here, like I'll do like twenty minutes, and then I'll take a, you know do some stuff, and then do another twenty minutes. But it'll like wake you up. It really helps. Cause I'll it, only do a power nap if I have deprived myself of sleep the night before, mm-hmm. and it's not something that I normally do because sleep is very important to me. Mm-hmm. It, like I said before, it's possibly more important than diet, but yeah. there are, like, th- this past week I've been cleaning my house and getting ready for my son's double birthday party. He's 29, mm-hmm. and I've got to clean my house to have a bunch of people over, and I'm also planning to have the first part of the party at the bounce house, as you guys know. Um, I can't so wait to get in that thing, man. That's going to be fun. Oh, man, they have the have, height requirements. Thank gonna, God it's a height requirement, not weight. It's going to be our domain. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. No, adults can get in there, bro. We're good. Yeah. We're good. I'm it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I'm going to probably think I'm a kid anyway. I'm going to fill that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> God, I remember when I was substitute teaching middle school. Like, that, that, some of those kids were taller than me. <laughs> it was not the most fun thing in the world. It reminded me a lot of being in middle school. Good times. Good times to be behind me. Um, You're talking about cleaning. Sleep. Oh, sleep so, cleaning. Huh? Sleep cleaning. Sleep cleaning. <laughs> if only <laughs> we right. could do it all at the same time. My house would just be clean, and I would get lots of rest. Yeah. So, I've gotten pretty good sleep. I've gotten my house cleaned. Yeah, it's pretty late. I forget. Were, were we going somewhere else with that? Like, you, what were you talking about before that? I was just talking about power naps and how they really help. I mean, someone for someone like me, which oh I, well, that's how I've utilized the power naps. I forgot the power yeah. naps part because I've been sleep deprived because of the cleaning where I absolutely had to. Yeah, like Take I, where, the power I, where naps. I had gotten maybe five hours or maybe even a little mm-hmm. less because I had 
calculate or how much time I should have to sleep, but something arose me before that that time. Mm-hmm. That's a shame. See, I I definitely utilize power naps mostly because I don't really have the time to take like the long, nice you know long naps that a lot of people take, and I really wish I could get more sleep, but for when usually for the most part I can function and I'm okay on you know because I'm just a very busy person but mm. there are days where I just feel burnt out and that's when I don't really have much time so I just need that quick nap just to like kind of recharge but it's pretty hard with our lifestyle yeah you know we're in the service industry so we're working late and then we gotta mm-hmm. get up early to take care of the kids and everything, yeah so yeah, yeah it's hard that's what I think that's the hardest part is um you know just going to work and it's so late and then you come home and like you're just still I think when you get off work you're tired from work but yet you have this energy because you were just running around for yeah so you can't you can't go to sleep right away so then you end up awake until 3 a.m. yeah then you gotta get up six Mm mm-hmm yeah that's I think that's one of the harder parts too and then I also go to school as well so right. it's like, and anytime I feel like, okay, I should take a nap, I'm always too stressed out to actually take the nap because I'm like, there's so much more I could be getting done right now. I could mm. be studying, I could be cleaning, I could be. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, Joe knows. I stress out. Yeah, turning the mind much. off is a is a hard thing to do. Yeah, that's why when we go to bed, Joe has to turn the TV on because he's a lot. We both are pretty similar in that we'll lay in bed and just kind of our thoughts will just start racing and all the things that need to be done, just the stresses of life and Joe, I I can't really, I don't really say, like I think for me watching TV makes me stay awake more, stay more awake. It so can, that's why, that's it's why bittersweet I, for me. Well that's why I usually turn over, but I can fall asleep to the sound of it, but he has to usually watch TV because it takes his mind off of the stresses because he's just mm. watching a show. So. I'd rather go to sleep on that happy note. Yeah. I used to go to sleep where if I didn't have TV or any type of news on. That's not happy. But I know it's <laughs> fake. I'm not worried about how I'm going to keep the heat on. You know, it's, it's, it's I'm worried I'm involved in that story. <laughs> uh, it just, you know, it, TV keeps my mind occupied. I need that before I go to bed because otherwise I'll lay there for hours. It'll either keep me up or stress me out really bad. Huh. It's funny because before you started talking about needing to have the TV to go to bed, the subject that she was covering was making me think of the subject of mindfulness, mm-hmm. where it basically get gets you to try. I mean, it's sort of like you know, meditation is one act of mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Where, where that kind of I mean, I guess meditation is supposed to kind of clear the mind, but it just makes you sort of drink in your surroundings and be centered and at one with your existence, what's going on, and just like acceptance and, you know, living in the moment, living Mm -hmm. in the presence, so not worrying, not fretting over this, that, or the other, the bills, the gas, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. And that is something that is being taught in other countries, in schools, and knowing this country, probably some of the schools in this country, too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Just taking a few minutes, having the students, and it's something that we really should all do, and it's something that I try to do. I would like to have it 
I mean, it's it's funny to have something so zen be a part of like a schedule, but you kind of have to do that in the frenetic schedules that we all have and all the responsibilities that we're juggling in our day. And you just kind of have to force yourself to. That's why people have cigarette breaks. You take you take a moment back where you're forced to stop progressing and doing everything and drink it all in and stop look at the landscape look at the sky that kind of thing and that's what mindfulness is about just making sure you just appraise your situation appreciate the good for the good and being able to accept that you're making enough progress in all the areas of your life where you shouldn't beat yourself up over the fact that you're just standing still and doing nothing for a few minutes and just be like ah, life is good life is good and that's something that I don't remind myself enough to do even though I just gave that beautiful soliloquy on it you know I really don't like I, that's why you know we all gotta make sure to manage our time right and maybe there's something you said for scheduling something like that even though scheduling something like that seems kind of counterintuitive to the very nature of it and that's the world we live in well speaking of being centered and uh something that i think gabby kind of teased a few minutes ago about keeping a clean house that's something that i wanted to talk about today it keeps your mind right yes your surroundings reflect your mind and affect your mind and if you can't keep a hold of your belongings then the things that are around you you can't keep it clean then that probably reflects a lot about your personality and uh, these things can be changed it's just a decision that you have to make for the most part in most people's cases for real and I can speak to personal experience because a lot of times in my past in my years on this planet I exhibit you know I've exhibited the same poor behaviors over and over and over again and for the most part I pretty much know every time you know and it's just a matter of like all right it's time to change this behavior it's time mm -hmm. to start fighting this habit and once you can get a hold of being able to change a habit, you can make it a habit to change more bad habits. Yeah, I mean, cleaning the house, I've learned to spend like an hour every day. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing we've learned lately is to, instead of... We've been chipping we would, at it one day at a time. Yeah, we would always take, I, before... Our routine was, it's like we would have, both have like the morning off or the day off and we'd spend like a whole day cleaning. And then it would like, so that would, that would be like a Thursday and then we'd go work the whole weekend. And like, of course we're working, so we're too tired when we come home from work. Mm -hmm. You know, especially because those weekends are just long that we just don't clean and then it's just like a couple days later, it's just right back to where it was. So hmm. what we've been getting really good at is getting in a routine of just spending half hour to an hour a day like just limiting yourself saying okay i'm gonna i'm gonna focus just this 
30 minutes, like, I'm going to focus for an well, hour. Well, you guys have young you know. children around here, so it's definitely different for you. Yeah. I have an, I have an almost nine-year-old, mm-hmm. and he does create his fair share of destruction, mm-hmm. but it's not the same as a three-year-old and a six-year-old. <laughs> Even though it adds up to the same, yeah. it's not the same. Oh, like, I can no. tell him what to do. And get him to do it and yeah. clean up after himself. If I have the discipline to just use mm-hmm. the words, yeah. it's not the same for you guys. No. So that's different. That is like a constant thing. Yeah. My kids are still learning. Like They're still in the phase of trying to teach them how to clean up after themselves. Like I'm still trying to get in your brain. Yeah. Like I still kind of keep kind of having to. I do kind of wish I taught brain. mine that a little bit more when he was younger, but he's not that. Yeah. Good. I'm trying. I'm trying to get them, you know. To practice, you know, cleaning up after themselves, especially with Caleb, it's the hardest because that age, you like play with one thing and then the next thing and the next thing, and you don't, you just keep going from one to one to one. And then I remember I came home, Joe was watching Caleb this morning when I went to school. I spent a good hour and a half, I think, yesterday cleaning up this uh, main living room and kitchen area, the bathroom. And I remember I walked in to this morning and I was just like, Did I clean in here yesterday? Like, there was, Kayla had blocks everywhere, like, she had her Play-Doh all over the table, and her, uh, she had the Wii out, she was playing, at the same time she was playing Mario Party, <laughs> like, she just had everything, and I was like, what happened? But it really does just, to, you know, ch- it wasn't even that messy, it was just really, t- I, it just took me, I think I spent, like, an hour maybe today picking up after everything, and, I mean... I think that's the best way to do it, to spend a little bit of time each day. Because it does definitely relieve some stress when you don't have to come home to such a messy house. Or, you know, you feel... And also, I feel like I, it makes me feel better because I feel like I actually accomplished something. Yeah. Whereas, like, if it's messy and I don't get to clean any of it, and then I feel like, oh, what did I do with my day? Like, I should have cleaned a little bit. Well, what I hope to do... I live with my brother, and my father is about to move in. And what I want to have is my house be kind of a self-cleaning machine. Mm -hmm. We all work in a restaurant, and everybody has assigned tasks, and they get assigned what to clean up Mm -hmm. and what to put away and Mm -hmm. all that stuff at the end of the night. And it's kind of a self-perpetuating machine, Mm self-cleaning machine, the thing that just takes care. It's a series of systems that is supposed Mm -hmm. to wrap itself up. Yeah. Without one person having to micromanage everything. Yeah. And that's what I plan to do with my house. And because of planning my son's party and anticipating having, I don't even know how many people are going to show up at my house. Because I've invited people to come to my house that aren't planning on going to the first part of the party at the bounce house. Like, people that don't have kids and stuff. Like, my friends, you know, good friends, friends that have known him when he was younger, or maybe even some people that haven't met him, but they're still important people to me, and worth meeting my son, I guess, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. I don't know. Um, So, I want to keep it clean, now that it's already crisp uh you know i'm thinking maybe the, you know there's only a couple of things that people need to do 
you know, make sure you continuously put your trash in the right trash cans. Don't let it sit out, that kind of thing. Rinse mm-hmm. your dishes off. If the dishwasher is dirty, put them in the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. If it's clean, try to empty it and put all the dirty dishes in the dishwasher, that kind of thing. Like, it's not that hard if you stay on top of it. The sponge yeah. is right here to wipe the counter down after you're done making your food. Mm-hmm. Don't let the stuff just, like, sit out, like, that kind of thing. Like, it... I, I, I don't want to have to spend an hour or a half hour a day cleaning. And, like, I don't have little kids, so, like, I shouldn't really have to as long as we can all, like, do this or that. And maybe every two weeks we all make sure that, like, the counters have been thoroughly wiped down, the floors have been mopped, everybody's got an assigned portion of the house. And that's my goal for my house. Mm-hmm. Like, a, you know, their household, whatever. I'm going to put a, put a label on it, that kind of thing, an ethos ideology like let's try to make sure that that part is just automated and we don't need to worry about delegating and having conversations about it so that we can take solace in the fact that our house is in good shape and then we can pursue all the other things that we want to pursue with our lives like all of these creative pursuits all of you know making progress you know making money to set ourselves up for the future and retirement and our kids and all that stuff. You don't want to have to, you know, the more debates you have about cleaning the counters, the further you are from those kind of goals and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. that's what I want. I think that's possible. Because I think that's ultimately what everybody in a household could want. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll keep everybody updated on the Better Household Project. <laughs> and I think it'll work out because I think they all want it too. I foresee that in my future too. It's going to be a calendar. Mm-hmm. And it's going to have chores on it. Mm-hmm. I only see two names going on it. Dylan. And Dylan. <laughs> For some reason, I don't see my name on it. The little just, kids, man. Make them do the work. Yeah, it's I'm a looking, farm. Yeah. I'm it's a modern day farm. One good thing is that, well, both, I think both the kids, more, Kayla, more so lately just because she really needs to be by my side pretty much at all times. But she it will help you. Like, if you actually tell her, you know, she'll, the other day she was helping me fold laundry. It wasn't, perfect <laughs> you know folds or anything she tried she was trying which was adorable and she you know, it's a was start a good way to learn dylan is um good in the way that he's always willing to help like he loves helping i actually took a picture of him today because we were in the grocery store um just buying some hangers because we're trying to you know reorganize closets and stuff i'm trying to and, and like drawers and everything so i bought some uh more hangers at walmart and when i i when you know the lady was bagging up the gr- the hangers, I hand one bag to Dylan. I said, "Can you ask? You know, can you carry this for me?" And he's like, "Like sure." And then he kept asking for more and more. And he wanted to. He decided, nice. like I, I carried. I was carrying like three bags. He was carrying like one. And he was like, "No, mom, give me all of them." And he was carrying all of them. And he felt so proud. He was carrying like five bags, <laughs> walking through the store, and I had nothing. <laughs> but he was. I was like, "Dylan, you don't want me to hold one?" He's like, "No, no, no, I'll hold all nice. of them." And, Walked him to the car. That's a good start. That's yeah. That's that's, encouraging. That's something I'm trying to really teach them. Joe does really well with. um, I think he is a really great example for the children. Just as far as I think both of us, we try the best to help each other out no matter what. And now we're Joe definitely, you know, will um, set a great example for Dylan on you know manners and how to treat. People holding the door open for people. Just little stuff like that, you know, carrying the groceries, all that kind of little stuff. So it's a good, good thing for the future. Good um, 
I mean, it's good to instill responsibility you know? yeah. in them and to give them a sense of pride in doing it. Mm-hmm. Helping someone else yeah. out. Like I that's, want, that's what I want for That's them. excellent. I try, I try. What I do is I try to teach them really good manners so that way they fly under the radar what I'm really trying to teach them. And that's how to take over the world. <laughs> but, Pinky in the brain. <laughs> and then, um, but um, that's one main thing for Dylan is I want him to be able to learn how to, um, you know, treat ladies is a big thing. So, you know, treat women respectfully. To something that is lacking in far too many areas. Yeah, that's something that's really important this world, to me. For sure. It, I see it firsthand, anecdotally, in mm-hmm. the media. And it, it is a shame, you know, men don't treat ladies right and people don't treat people right. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of ladies out there that don't treat men right either. Yeah. I think Joe definitely... That Dylan definitely gonna learn that from Joe because Joe definitely knows how to, you know, treat. He treats not just not just you know me, but just you know his mother. I see how he has his, his mom. He loves his mom. And he takes he would do anything for her. Takes really good care of her, and you know all of his him and all of his brothers, you know, are just you know they're all just raised right, and that's how I want Dylan to be. And then Kate, the same with Kayla. I just you know she's got to learn manners too. She's in that stage right now where she just throws temper tantrums. She gets mad gets mad when she doesn't get her way but we're just trying to teach her on how to accept you know that when you don't get your way how to how not to treat the other people he definitely she definitely gets mad at dylan kayla is gonna be the reason why i will buy a gun because <laughs> <laughs> you gotta protect the girls man yes you do you know, i know you're thinking maybe oh. i'll go after I, her but i'm I, not that twisted. <laughs> Not yeah, yet. No, no, no. She's a pretty vicious three year old though. She, she if she is, got no, her if she got her hands on that gun. Woo <laughs> I'm not actually not too worried about her. like so I'm not worried about her actually. Like one great thing that I like I already see she's for a three year old, she's got such a strong personality already. Yeah. That she's um <laughs> a very strong three year old. Just very like she I could see her in the future. She is not gonna let any anybody push her around which I love because I definitely was one and I've always I think I still am that I let people kind of walk all over me a little bit too much because I think one phrase I've heard a lot is people take kindness for weakness and they you know they can it's hard to walk that line yeah it's really hard that's what I try to I think I'm getting better as I get older to kind of stand up for myself don't let people kind of just walk all over me and don't let people you know take advantage of you know me being helpful helpful or me being nice her i i can already see like she wants to help you but she's not going to do what she doesn't want to do she's a very strong i think i can tell she's very going to be very strong and independent which is something i really really want she's spoiled she is spoiled but in a good way both of them are spoiled just because there's only two grandchildren in the whole family and great grandchildren so that's why they're spoiled but i think they both take it very well they are not i would not say they are spoiled in the way that they act like brats, just like constantly, which is what I don't want. And anytime they act like that, I tell them no. Like Dylan, Caleb, and Dylan both just had birthdays, and you know I make sure that they, you know, show thanks to everybody for what whatever they got. You know, being grateful for anything you get, and don't take it for granted. That's one big lesson I want. There's a lot of lessons, but that's. One big thing. Yeah, teaching people, especially kids, to appreciate is a hard thing, but an important mm-hmm. thing. My grandma could definitely teach that very well. She 
she's somebody I've always looked up to, my my grandmother. She was raised with almost nothing. Her and her family didn't have much. She said that when she was a kid, her and her, um, you know, siblings would go in the backyard. They had a dirt backyard and just a real small dirt yard, and they would play with sticks or boxes, like whatever box their mom came home with from work. And that's what they would play with. They didn't have really much growing up. They didn't have any, you know, air conditioning, heat. They had to go outside to, you know, use the restroom, use the bathroom, and all that stuff. So, and now my grandma, of course, is success, successful. So she doesn't take anything for granted, and she's really shown that you can, you know, uh, just. She's just definitely a success story. She's you know grew up from nothing and. She's very appreciative of everything, and she's taught me a lot about being kind. She's still very kind to everybody. She's appreciative. She's very smart, you know, and that's something she she taught me, and I, I'm going to teach my kids just, you know, don't take what you have for granted because not everybody has it, you know. And just... It's funny to think about the kids in the backyard playing with the sticks <laughs> and the box. Well, no, because kids... Nowadays. Really can well. There's well, yeah. Compared yeah. to kids nowadays, and that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But kids have an imagination. You know, but yeah, kids will figure out how to have the most fun that they possibly can with the things that are presented to yes. them. And my son is definitely super spoiled compared to those kids with the sticks oh, and yeah. the boxes. Mine as well. But like he he will still exhibit that creativity if he. You know, wants to play with specific characters from franchise, you know, different mm-hmm. superheroes or whatnot. If he doesn't have that character, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a Lego guy. Um, he'll just throw together the closest thing. And if you try to like show somebody that this is supposed to be this character, they'd be like, "What the f are you talking about? That, like, doesn't look anything like him." But he'll just be like, "Ah, this works. This is the dude now. I'm good to go, man. I'm good to roll." And I think it's it's encouraging that he is willing to just do that and have you know stretch his imagination to that effect, mm-hmm. and he's just fine. He made one guy. It's supposed to be, I think it's supposed to be Dick Grayson. It looks like Keanu Reeves. I'm just like, yes, my kid <laughs> made a Keanu Reeves Lego. He looks dope, <laughs> dope AF, bro. He looks cool. I like him. I like the Keanu Reeves Lego. That might <laughs> nice. be my next profile picture. I don't know. Stay tuned. I think that's important for kids to take the time to use their imagination because that's important. Because when you grow up, you're, you don't have that anymore. I think it's when that's when you're that age, you got to really explore the creative side and you know really expand your mind on just anything. You know, I try to make you know Dylan and Caleb will wanna <laughs> nice. Will wanna. Uh... Recurring theme on the Better Movie Cast that I usually do with Brad Jett and Jesse, even though she doesn't want to be on it. There was a body noise admitted. It wasn't me. I'm not going to say anymore. It was me. <laughs> I'll admit it. It's, it's healthy. Let was, it out. That was a historical body noise. It's awesome. Uh, it felt right. I don't even think he had You know one. what? I was thinking of that. You didn't even have any time. mozzarella sticks, did you? I ate one. Oh, I caved in. I did cave in. I looked at it. I was like, "Oh my god, my stomach was grumbling." The just I ate some crackers fart. and cheese when I got home, and I ate pretty healthy today. Yeah, I mean, I did really well. Egg white, flatbread this morning, and then I had a nice vegetable combination with some eggs for lunch. I mean, just just got a lot of superfoods in me, and then I got home, and I mean, I'm, I'm hungry now. 
Mm. I've just been podcasting. I've been drinking a little bit. I've been, you know, among other things. And now, it's just how I feel. And I let that out. You know what? It's crazy because I just let that out. I let out a little toot. But at the same time, you know what that made me think of? The Oscars. Anybody catch it? (laughs) Anybody catch the Oscars? I've heard highlights of the Oscars. I, I mean, I did watch some of it. My, uh, I was watching some of it with Gabby underscore T over there. I've heard a lot of Adam Carolla was one of the writers for Jimmy Kimmel on that show. So yeah, I, it seemed I like Jimmy Kimmel program. did all right. I don't know. Jimmy Kimmel killed it. Jimmy. La La Land was just winning everything. Except. Including end. Best Picture, <laughs> but oh wait. Oh wait, mind. they did not. They announced him as the winner. And then, oh wait, wait. I got two questions though. Yes. I remember La La Land. Uh-huh. What was the movie that won Best Picture? And it, have any of you two seen it? I haven't nope. seen any of the Best Picture it is, nominees. It's, I don't the movie think. was called Moonlight. Called Moonlight. You know the name, okay? Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner because that's more than I knew. <laughs> I forgot what the movie was even called. I don't think I've seen any of the Best Picture. I thought it was like part. Of, I was like, is it part of the Twilight? Series? Was the Hateful Eight nominated last year? Because I think that might have been the only one I saw last year. And maybe not before the. Is, I watched a little bit of the Grain. I mean, the Oscars this year, and that's the most I've ever seen of it because I just don't like them. Yeah, yeah there's something about the Oscars. They always just vote for. I feel like the weirdest. It's like I never like, heard of any of like, them. Pick whatever it's movie is super the has a very deep literary deep plot. It's, it's got to be too literary and important. Yeah. And like, it just drives me crazy. Yeah. That like because because you just really literally pick like you're like oh that movie's so good it should win but just pick the opposite like a movie that's just so. Like, you just have to think about it too much. To I'd have to look up the last five years. Uh, do me a favor. You know, start looking up who was voted Best Picture in, like, the last couple years of the Oscars. And let's see if I've even watched any of them. I bet you haven't watched one. Did you... I've seen most of the Hateful Eight. If that's in it, I have seen most of that because I well, love Quentin Tarantino. It didn't win. Of course it didn't win because it was actually good. I'm not sure if it was nominated for Best Picture. Like, four years ago, they expanded it from five to ten nominees for Best Picture. And they don't necessarily fill okay. all ten slots. Um, the year that Avatar was nominated, I believe Zero Dark Thirty was the num- was the movie that won, or a movie like that. I think that was the one. Okay, I got a list right here. So, um, Moonlight, of course, won this year. Uh, last year was um, Spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, I man. think we're breaking new ground here. I don't think anybody has said that yet. Let's... I haven't heard that yet. Next year it's going to be sunlight. <laughs> I was going to say. All right, I got a script. Well, I got a concept. I was well, thinking, like, how many lights I can just I just thought of light? one, but I got flashlight. you. Flashlight, okay, so... bright light. Oh, flashlight, bright light, <laughs> night light. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Man. Please tell me it doesn't We're going to make light. a run. We're going to be better than the Cowboys. Notice. We're going to be a dynasty for the Oscars. Okay, the next, the year before that was Birdman. Oh, yeah, it won Best Picture, but it didn't give Michael mm-hmm. Keaton Best Actor. Um, okay, the year before that, 12 Years a Slave. Um, Argo. Argo yeah, won Best right. Picture? I heard that was good. Okay. I've never seen that myself. I still am zero for five. A little less literary than you would typically think. For the Oscars, it's 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 it's. it's cool. I mean, I'm a fan of Ben Affleck. That one actually. I ha- think I think that the town or Gone Baby Gone, his that Argo was Ben Affleck's third directorial director. You know, third movie that he directed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gone Baby Gone was his first. The town was the second, which he also starred in. I believe he wrote all those movies. 
Argo is based on a true story, which was based on a novel, or you know the other way around, I guess, as it were. And Gone Baby Gone was based on a book too. I believe the town was the original screenplay, possibly a book, but I believe he just, I think he just wrote it. And those are all three excellent, but Argo is definitely third in my list. But none of those two got any Oscar love. But that's you know well we, we I think we were just kind of knocking the Oscars a little bit for being too. I'm sure I could find not. way better movies every Ryan year. Ryan Cranston was in Argo. Than everything you've just said. Argo was tight. Argo was cool. I, I'm a big fan of Argo. I highly recommend it. But the movie best picture, you do you agree with that? Do you think it was the best movie? That I think year? it's a night. I mean, it depends what you mean. Um, because I'm glad that it beat out the typical Oscar contenders. So that makes me happy, and it's enough. The fact that it actually did pretty well in the box office. It's enough within that genre, and yeah, it also does have enough mass appeal. And I like the fact that it's maybe a sign that the Oscars are moving away from being so haughty. But uh, mm, maybe maybe not maybe not mainstream in the way that I like. Like yeah, like how bad does it go back? Like has there ever been a movie that won best movie that like I know and like love myself? Well, like for, the Departed, there was Forrest Gump. Yeah, that one. That one, two thousand six. The problem really? with The Departed that, is that Martin Scorsese should have won an Oscar way before that, and yeah. the only reason he got that's almost like a lifetime achievement, achievement award. award. Yes. Okay, that yes. makes sense. Because, well, to be fair, The Departed was an excellent movie. It was from top was. to bottom. It was fantastic. Not his best movie. Not the movie he should have won the Oscar for. Really not. I mean, Goodfellas is widely people there's a strong argument to be made that Goodfellas is the best movie ever there is but I'll make the argument that I kind of liked The Departed better I will make that argument and that's just out of personal taste I loved The Departed from everything DiCaprio uh, you know who was my favorite and it was actually Jack Nicholson yeah no Tiki no Taki I loved it um, you liked the movie Gladiator, didn't you? Yeah, that, that was, was a good that one. That one in 2007. Okay. That okay, we're seems better. like... Gladiator seems like it's on par with Argo as far as where we are striking that balance between literary and pop. Like, we are right as far pop as we can possibly be with still hanging on to that literariness. Like, those two movies, that's interesting. I forgot that Gladiator won. I was a big fan of Gladiator. Gladiator was awesome. I saw Gladiator like. I mean, that was a fifteen times. Like that was just a yes. Seriously, that was a masterpiece. That's another achievement for the Oscars getting away from being so. Russell Crowe. Oh, that might have been my favorite. No, actually, my favorite performance by Russell Crowe was probably Cinderella Man. I'm in love with that. movie. I've never seen that. That's Ridley Scott too. Ooh, you haven't seen Cinderella Man? Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti's in it. I didn't even know that. Mm. Paul Giamatti. Boxing movie, that's Russell right. Russell Crowe, Boxing, sort of Great Depression. Own. Do I even need to say anything else? Just, you gotta give that, you gotta give that flick a chance. I'd and uh, if we're throwing out Russell Crowe, let's talk some, well, we'll I'll at least mention some virtuosity. Okay. Virtuosity? I mean, I talked I'm about, familiar. I talked, I can't remember what broadcast we were talking about where I talked about sci-fi. Oh yeah, it's where I couldn't remember why I was going on that sci-fi tangent in the extra credit podcast for Better Fight Cast. But Virtuosity is a is one of those superb science fiction films that I was talking about where Denzel Washington is a prisoner. He's pulled out well, kind I mean, of like Kurt Russell style. Russell Crowe, Denzel Washington. Oh, I mean, how can you get wrong? Denzel so Washington's good. another one. It's I love Russell Crowe's second American film if I'm not mistaken. The first being The Quick and the Dead. He's an Australian actor. 
Russell Crowe's phenomenal. Master and Commander is a Russell Crowe movie that I want to see, and I haven't. I've heard excellent things about it. My the Russell Crowe movie, movie I haven't seen yet like three hours. is The Nice Guys. It's a newer what one. What is that? Uh, are they cops? Because it seems like Nice Guys are Something cops. like that. It's it's. Who's he in there with? I can't even remember that guy. Younger guy. Russell Crowe. And, I don't know. It's called The Nice Guy. And it got good reviews. I don't know how I haven't watched that yet. I really don't. But that's one that's on my to-do list. That's the Russell Crowe movie I feel like i got to see that I haven't yet. Well, I need to double back on Birch Watson just a little bit. Because Russell Crowe plays a computer-programmed artificial intelligence character personality who manages to manifest a, sort of a t 1000 style supervillain who manifests in the real world. And he's... Uh, collection of personalities of a bunch of real serial killers that pretty much are all dead and one of which is a serial killer that killed the character that Denzel Washington plays his family you know his wife and daughter I think and so Denzel Washington's the person who put him away Denzel Washington is in jail for murdering that guy so they pull him out and give him the chance to track down this super monster that's crazy and got all the you know 100 guys personalities in him running around and he's causing chaos and he can regenerate limbs and stuff and just ah for its time like they did they stretched the limits of what you could do with a with a you know a sci-fi film and it was excellent virtuosity Mwah. Mwah. i also recommend quick and the dead <laughs> very good that's sam raimi you down with some sam raimi he did the did you ever see the evil dead movies or army of darkness he also did Not he did familiar. the first he well, I know you like the Toby Maguire Spider Man movies, that's Sam Raimi too. He did the Quick and the Dead. I like the first two. And the one the first one especially, I was in love mm. with the first Toby Maguire Spider Man. The first two were second one was movies. Very they were good. Great movies. They were great the third movies. one, I don't know what happened. I don't think it was Sam Raimi's fault, but I believe he directed it. He that just, was probably what's the fault. Well that was it was one of those, you know, you the first two came so quick, it was like, Well, we're still making lots of <laughs> money, we gotta have you know, we gotta finish the trilogy. And that's what that was. That was a product. It had good intentions. I mean, it brought back Spawn. I thought they had the right cast. Just it was just terribly written. Um. Well, you should. I don't know if you like horror at all, but the Evil Dead movies. It's Evil Dead One, Evil Dead Two, and Army of Darkness. There's been an okay. Evil Dead remake. Remake. Might be why I haven't seen it. I don't watch a lot of horror films. Okay. Um, well. If Not you that I hate them. I like, like clever horror, horror if films. If you don't like horror movies... Well, if you like clever horror mo- films... Honestly... I like Sinister. Honestly, the first these one, mo- Sinister movie. was a good movie. That was a good movie. Up until they showed the villain of that movie. That was still... I was still okay with that because I was entrenched... It was a good movie. I was entrenched in that movie enough where by the time they showed me the villain... It, it took people telling me that the villain sucked afterwards yeah. for me to be like, oh, yeah, you're right. That was dumb. Like, I didn't yeah. care at that point. It was late. You know, yeah. like, I didn't give, I didn't care. I was, <laughs> I was in, I was, on, I was on the ride. I was, you know, I was along for the ride at that point. But, um, it's funny because this is a trilogy. It's an interesting trilogy because Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2 is a remake of Evil Dead 1. And both of those movies are about, people a group of friends being trapped in a cabin in the woods and the woods is surrounded by it's basically haunted by an evil evil presence and it's trying to kill them and stuff and it's it focuses around this like evil 
book, mythological book called the Necronomicon, the Book of the Dead, and uh, all of these movies, including the third one, which is not is supposed to be a sequel of basically Evil Dead Two, all center around this character called Ash, who was just this dude like in the first two movies he's in the cabin with his girlfriend in the second movie i think he's got two friends with him in the first movie i believe it might just be him and his girlfriend i can't remember uh the first movie is not quite so fun but the second and third movie both try to blend comedy and as the trilogy moves on like army of darkness is basically more comedy than horror and uh the so in the end of the in the end of first in the end of the second movie he travels back in time and he's fighting this he he, he's fighting this army of basically zombies like that's Mm -hmm. the things that are more or less like the forest comes alive and man that first movie they called it like a comedy horror movie but it doesn't seem like there's too much comedy in it yeah i guess at the time for a horror movie it had like some like weird stuff going Mm -hmm. on but my favorite movies are like thrillers, so I like yeah. that little horror aspect. But only for some reason, I believe it more when it's like real people are involved, whether it's like a serial killer or you know mass murderer or something like that. Like, is that really happens in real life? I don't know why, but that freaks me out more. Yeah, um, I get that. I when I like watch like happened. like Sinister was clever. I, I mm-hmm. went into that as an entertainment purpose, right? You know, that was some freaky stuff. It was clever, but very well put together. Though it was, it was original. And that's what I liked about it. The second one was like a copy of the first. It just wasn't. I didn't bother. You know, you, you, and you're right. You don't need to bother. Like I tried. But... I'm not. I don't really watch too many horror movies. If they're really well made, like I can be along for the ride. I love the horror Shining. movies. Is one of the few genres when it's a good one. That's one of the ones I like to go to the theater for. Why? Because yeah. the big screen. It's real dark in there. Like it's it's kind of the perfect setting. I really feel like horror movies are made for theaters, especially with a date. Mm. It's it's the perfect combination, you know. Yeah. I'm a firm believer, and this going. is why I think I keep bringing up movies on, you know, the Better Health and World podcast, is because I feel like movies are a big part of life, and one thing movies do that I can... My surefire way to tell that a movie is great is it makes me feel something. Mm. Whether it's any kind of emotion, it doesn't matter. Happy, Locative. sad... Uh, angry, scared, it doesn't matter which one, surprised, just those are the best movies, and I feel like that's a part of life. You learn a lot from them. There's a lot of stories that are told through movies that you learn a lot from in everyday life, so I think that's why I keep coming to this topic on this podcast. But I don't know. I mean, movies do have the ability to encapsulate more or less all of our senses. Well, not all of our senses because we're not smelling and tasting, but uh, our awareness. Mm-hmm. Like you get, you can get drawn in, and you can learn a lot of the story. And yeah, I mean that's the that's kind of the point of sharing stories and experiences. And there is always going to be a truth in those stories, something to learn from, something about perseverance or loss or whatever it may be uh in a landscape of communication and media that's so nichified there is something very unique about going to a movie and it's something that people still do especially for those big 
grand experience is like an excellent horror film because there's nothing like seeing it in the theater or even a schlocky horror film for that matter like the the, the, to get the adrenaline going to really mm-hmm. experience it seeing it in a big theater the superhero movies it's one of the things oh yes people they're, still they're go to the the, people ones, yeah. go to the theaters for those Logan oh that's that, I, I think that's Logan. gonna be a game changer I think mm-hmm. that's gonna whew, I think that's gonna be an excellent film I think that so that, last that one has the all... chance I think that might be the best superhero film ever Hugh made Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart both said that's their last one. I think that might be. I think that might outdo every, even Deadpool, everything. I think Mm -hmm. Days of Future Past. I think that might outdo, you know, all the Avengers movies. I think that might be the best superhero movie ever made. I'm, I'm willing to. I think that's a very real possibility. It's got killer reviews. Actually, it probably came out like now. Killer reviews. There's probably people watching it right now. Midnight showing on Thursday night. Mm -hmm. It's one fifty four. People are just at the end of it. There wasn't one. I looked for it. Oh really? Yeah. I wanted to see this movie. I wanted to see this movie as soon as that possible. That movie didn't have... That they usually have Midnight Show. I know! I know! And Logan But it's rated it. R, so I can't go with my kid. Okay. So I was going to go on my own, but there was no Midnight Showing. It was not oh. Midnight Showing. I don't know when the heck I'm going to see it. I can't... I'm, I'm, I'm hmm. surprised well, that there's no Midnight Showing. I don't know if you know this, but uh, um, Hugh Jackman has been playing the Wolverine for 17 years. So he's been on a diet for 17 years. And, uh, oh, he's done. He was on the Tonight Show. Um, uh, let's see. Man, that X Men movie came he was out on the seventeen Tonight Show. years ago. I know. How Holy old do you feel right crap, now, sir? Um, oh my crap. goodness, man! But um, he he was on what? the Tonight Show a couple days ago, and uh, Jimmy found um, gave him a gift of like a bowl this big full of pasta uh. for him to eat because <laughs> his diet's done. He doesn't have to. You know, have that diet anymore. Oh man, he he's was, out he was, getting. His face was just like, like yeah. super excited. He was like the you know most excited. I think he is out been. getting <laughs> fat boy wasted right now. <laughs> this guy is on food highs that you haven't seen in a long time. Oh man, I bet he feels like crap. Hugh Jackman. He played Wolverine for seventeen years. Wow. That's Next, crazy. he's gonna oh. He's gonna play the mother on Who Eats Gilbert Grape. Yeah, what does come next for that guy? I think going to the movies. Yeah, I think we we had this discussion a couple times. Me and Joe really love going to the movies. It's one of oh, our yeah. one of our favorite things to do. I think second to going to Dave and Buster's <laughs> <laughs> or any type of big arcade. Yeah, we're big kids. But um, I think we actually had this. I think Joe has had this. This discussion with uh, the insomniac about or the Nyquil, whatever about, you want to call it. Yeah, them. about the movies and you know insomniac thinks that movies are dying. That, but I think that there's still. I mean, there's just nothing that really beats going to. There's certain movies that you have to see. It's the, the, They're I evolving. Like, there's a new Cinebistro yeah. coming out. Like the one just opened up in Baltimore, where you're literally eating dinner and a movie, and you're mm. able to order it's a drink. All, and it's not. It's all about evolving. It's and not, they're. And it's not like the prices aren't. Um, you know, hiked at all, you know, because you're getting, like, I looked up the prices for this that down in Baltimore, and they have a bunch all over the country, but basically, I mean, it's the same prices, pretty much. That'd from, be a good one to go see Logan. Go there. there. Yeah. So, it's, um, it's, they have small theaters, about 70 to 100 people, so it's not overcrowded, you get these giant, huge, like, leather recliners that, like, you have, like, they're huge. 
and you get tray tables that swing around and you get there before the movie um, there's a bar out in the lobby you know you can order drinks and stuff you can bring them in the theater with you and then um, 30 minutes before the movie you get to order your dinner and it's you know delivered to you before your you know the movie comes on you and they have like a you know menu like you would get at a fancy restaurant i mean we looked it up and they had like steak they got burgers sandwiches you know they got uh, tuna like salads like anything you know pretty much just combining the dinner and a movie experience it looked good want. and it looked fancy it like, looked, did look great, fancy great but it wasn't any more expensive than i think we would spend going separately to a movie and then dinner afterwards and you can kill them both at one time i love it yeah <laughs> i love it especially for the younger people they need more time in the house. And it, one, one good thing, this might be good because it has the drinking and everything. And also, too, you don't got to worry about kids because this is a 21 over only uh, movie mm. theater. Well, I also think it's a great idea you can have a drink while you watch a movie. Yeah. I think one drink while watching a movie is suitable. Yeah. I think it goes together. Mm. So that's, um, but I think, that, like I said, there's certain movies that you have to see in theater. I think right now, one of the bigger movies are all the superhero movies like those are big I think in this era like there's like all the um, Avengers and we're gonna be having the um, Justice League coming out I think later this year next year very soon Justice League I mean we got like Wonder Woman like all kinds of superhero movies coming out in the future and I think those are like some of the bigger movies that you like you guys you want to see them on the big screen oh yeah yeah the superhero movies all that the action thrillers like all that just you can't beat that you know, I'm sure, you know, at home you can get a, you know, nice TV, but it just doesn't beat what you're going to get in the movie theater. That movie theater experience, and it's, I mean, it's fun. Go, I, I don't think that's ever really going to go away. I think no, it's just going to evolve. Cable television is going to go away. TV is going to go away before the movies go away. Yes. And terrestrial radio is going to go away well, before the movie. The movies will, always the movies will outlast this ever-changing landscape of They're still doing hundreds of millions of dollars mm-hmm. on the movies every week. I don't want to hear that. Insomniac, stay sleeping. <laughs> Can't defend your POV, sucker. Bruh. <laughs> so I think uh, movies coming out this year that we want to see... I think the only there's Logan, Thor, Ragnarok, the Power movie. Rangers. If anybody's interested in that, I'm I'm Absolutely. curious. I am not. <laughs> I I liked Power Rangers as a kid, so I am interested. I, I think I'm gonna take the kids to go see that one. I think the one I'm most excited for and Beauty and the, the Beast. Most excited I've been in a long time for movies. Beauty and the Beast. I love uh, Disney movies. It's and a I musical. I just love what they're doing with all the like. Live remakes. Personally, I just think that it's just new, something new, and I I just love it. Honestly, I like seeing. I know I can't wait to go see it. I I hope we see it as Cinebistro, and I get the ahi tuna. Well, with there are other ways you can see it. You can see it how some of the other ways that the theaters are evolving into the future. You might see it in XD. You might see in one of those theaters where the seats shake. Real Perhaps there's going to be movie theaters where they emit smell, and you really can experience. So I was thinking, I was thinking of a drive-in followed by La La Land. Drive-ins are still around, man. They I want to go to a drive-in. I do too, actually. I want to go to a drive-in. Actually, Benji's, yeah. Benji's drive-in. It was in. Okay, I'm. I have mixed, mixed feelings. Mostly hateful towards John Waters, uh, but. The one of my favorite John Waters movies is Cecil B. DeMented, where Stephen Dorff plays a serial killer filmmaker or something. I can't remember. It's been a minute. But the final showdown was at Benji's Drive-In. 
and John Waters always picks a historic-ish Baltimore landmark for a couple of scenes in his movies, especially usually like the big final thing that goes on. And uh, Benji's Drive-In is a drive-in I've been to many times in my youth and a couple of times in my not-so-youth. And it's one of the drive-ins that's persevered and it's out towards like the other side of the Beltway or whatever. I think towards Essex. Something like that. But uh, solid drive-in. I'm glad it's still there. I think there might still be one in Bel Air, but I wouldn't hold my breath about that. Good stuff. I think it's almost the season, too. So yeah, I mean... I'm going to check I'll see before they die. Check one out. The drive-in might die before cable television. Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know how, how much people... How, much, how many people care enough to keep that going. I hope it lasts, because I love a drive-in. But I might go to a drive-in and think it's all right, but I, I still... I've got this far. I haven't even been to one. <laughs> so I mean, I can see how it's gonna go away. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I still want to get a lot the one. of selection. You go yeah. there and they got what they got. I mean, it's kind of cool. Can, they had two movies. You can kick it for three movies. But I mean, usually I'm good after one though. Yeah. I don't know well, else. you're in your car, so you're hanging out, and you can. Well, I, mean, I mean, it's a little bit of a different your experience. Car, though. I mean, you get used to it, man. It's like a second home. Yeah, it's nice. You go into the refreshment stand, hit the bathroom, get some. I think it'd be a fun experience. It, it's not it, something I would do in every movie, awesome. but I think it'd be it's experience. I want to try it once. I, I'm 100 percent down. Actually, soon, sooner the better. Your chance might be running out. <laughs> I'll go see Logan and Power Rangers together. Oh man, you wish. Driving probably can't afford that. Well, they could. It's just when it gets old. Yeah, that's true. Alright, I think it's time for bed. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. We hope this helps you love and understand the world. Like, share, retweet this episode. Get every show on our network by subscribing to Better Health and World on Podcast Addict. Check out the Better Fight Cast for your better coverage of mixed martial arts. Probably the best is purest sport you can follow for season fans and vets. Check out the Better Hero Cast where I go deep with my heroes and we survey the landscape of superheroes, zombie killers, and all of your mythological procedures of justice. Follow us, Joe the MMA Historian, Gabby at Gabby underscore T, and me at Matthew J. Better. Even though he's not here, Sean at MMA underscore Insomniac. Perhaps soon to be renamed the MMA Narcoleptic. Love you guys, girl. Peace.